Welcome to the Mike Litton Experience Podcast. Mike has over 31 years experience in real estate, finance, and investing. He's passionate about being a father, a teacher, a realtor, an investor, and a leader. Everyone has a story, and our passion is to help them tell it. And now, introducing the host of the Mike Litton Experience, Mike Litton. So what is Mike Time? Mike Time is a set of short stories that have happened throughout my lifetime, experiences of mine throughout my lifetime, that have taught me lessons that I hope will be of value to you. So what can you expect from the Mike Litton Experience? You can expect stories that will inspire, motivate, deliver advice that sharpens your focus, as well as providing expert information regarding real estate, finance, and market conditions. Hi, I'm Mike Litton. This is the Mike Litton Experience, and this is Mike Time. So for those of you that have been following the podcast, you know that I grew up on a farm in Oklahoma, and we lived out here. We moved out here 43 years ago, and uh, I was out here many years ago now, and my grandfather, it was 2007, in fact, my grandfather, <clears throat> I called my grandfather and I said, hey, I'm coming out. I wanted to come visit. And anytime we had a training in Austin, Texas, I would get in my truck, I had an F-150, and I would drive out to granddad's house, granddad's farm, stay there for a couple of days and visit with him. And then I'd go down to Austin, Texas, and I would finish up my, uh, I'd do whatever my training was, then I'd head on uh, to California, back to San Diego. And so this time was no different. I was coming to go see him, and, and he said, you know, hey, I want you to take this welder with you. Well, it was a welder that was on a trailer that my grandfather, uh, my, my dad had helped my grandfather buy several years prior, like a few decades prior. And my grandfather, um, for whatever reason, felt like that somebody was going to take that welder and he wanted my, my dad to have it. He wanted it to be part of what he left to my dad. And so he had been, uh, he had been basically going back and forth. He was, he had, at this point was in a scooter to get around. And he was going down three or four times a day, sometimes eight times a day, to check on the shed, to check and make sure that welder was still there. For whatever reason, it was on his mind and he was obsessing about it. So I talked to one of the nurses and she said, listen, please take this thing with you. When you come out to visit, please make sure that you take it with you back to California. It'll be a, it'll ease his mind and, and you know we won't have to go down and get him unstuck from down by the shed anymore in his little scooter. So. I went out, I, I undid, undid the, uh, unbolted the, the, um, the welder from the trailer and I put it, I pulled it up in a, in a winch that was on the, uh, that you can lift heavy things with, right, um, in the shed. And I backed my truck under, underneath it and I dropped it down. When I dropped it down, my truck went like that. So my headlights were pointing to the heavens, right? And the bed went down so far that it was, it was locking on the back wheels. So, there wasn't any way to make it work that way. So I lifted it back up. I called my, my dad in California and I said, Hey, um, you know, I've got a challenge. I've got a challenge here. And I told him what happened. And he said, okay, here's what you do. Pick it back up, set it back down, pull your truck out, set it back down, go back, go down to Austin, do your training. While you're doing your training, take your truck to a shop and buy some air shocks for the back two, the back two wheels. Um, and so I did, and I got those installed and then I came back up When I came back up. I put the the welder back on there, and again, it, it sent the the headlights to the to the heavens. But what it also did was it gave me an opportunity 
because they set it up with air um, with um, air hoses and and a, and a rest, um, um, different places that you can pump the, the air shocks up. So I ran the air compressor and pumped the, the air pressure up in those shocks and it leveled the truck out. So now it was drivable. Now I was going to be able to drive it. Well, now I had another challenge. And the other challenge that I had was here I was with a welder that was worth a lot of money and it had an engine attached to it. So it was, it was self-contained basically, right? You didn't need any, you could take it out in the middle of the field. In fact, they used to weld pipelines with this thing out where there was no electricity, no nothing. They just started that four cylinder engine up and they had a, a welder that they could take anywhere. They could weld anything with this weld, with this arc welder. So I started thinking people, people will on the drive back, I've got to stop once. I've got to stop somewhere on the drive back because it was 20 some hours and I've got to, I've got to stay the night somewhere. I can't drive straight through the, um, through the day, like or straight through the night, like I used to, my wife won't let me. Right. So now I've got another challenge. So I get it all strapped in and I put a, a tarp over it and that kind of thing. And I call my, I call my, I call out here and my dad, get my dad on the phone and I'm talking to my dad and my dad said, well, you know, you got there, so you got it all, you got it all strapped down. You should be okay. You know, if you just throw a tarp over it, nobody knows what it is and you should be okay staying one night somewhere. And I just told him, I said, I'm not, I can't risk doing this. I can't risk losing this thing. This is not going to work. Well, my mother was on the other line while I was on the phone with my dad and she got him an airline ticket. And as, as we're talking, he goes, oh, by the way, your mother just told me that I'll be out there at three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So pick me up at the airport. We'll go see grandma, his mom, who was in a, who was in a convalescent hospital. We'll go see her and visit her. And then we'll go out to California and I'll sleep and he drive and, and vice versa. Right? So we end up, we end up, he flies out the next day and I end up going down there. I pick him up at the airport. We go and see grandma. And then we leave and we're heading, we're heading westbound towards on I-40 towards, um, towards California. And we get just outside of, just before we get to Albuquerque, my wife calls, who's out here in San Diego. And she says, Hey, there's a, there's a snowstorm in Flagstaff. Um, and there potentially is going to be ice and you want to avoid that. So if you want to avoid it, you want to take 25 South interstate 25 South out of, out of Albuquerque down to the 10 and then take that across. Cause that's not, there's not snowing there. So great idea, right? So we get to Albuquerque, we take the 25 South. Well, now we're on the 25 heading South <clears throat> and it's the middle of the night. It's like one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. And we end up, we end up, we're running out of, we're running out of gas. We need gas. And I pull off of this one, this one exit, we pull into this gas station. I'm not joking. The, the, the actual um, store is closed. Everything's buttoned up. All the lights are off. All the lot lights are off. Everything's off. The only thing that's glowing is the actual readouts, the actual digital readouts in the gas, in the gas pumps. And I looked at my dad and I said, you know, it looks like it's open. And he goes, well, try it. See if it'll, see if it'll go. So I put my card in and it went, it took it. And so we filled the truck up and he goes, okay, let's get out of here before somebody, somebody decides we're trying to steal something. Right. So we get back in the truck and we get back on the freeway. Well, we get on 25, we're heading south. 25 is by Area 51. And I'm telling you, I saw some of the biggest stars I've ever seen in my life. If you ever get an opportunity to drive down 25 in the middle of the night, those stars look like you can reach out and touch them. I'm not joking. It was a really, really cool experience. We got down to Casa Grande. We switched. Uh, my, I basically slept. My, or my dad slept during when we were on 25. I drove. 
And then we switched when we got to Casa Grande, which is down by where the 10 is, and 25 and 10 intersect. And he drove for a while while I slept. And then I drove the rest of the way in. So we ended up getting the, the, the welder back here without having to stop and stay the night or any of that kind of thing and worry about somebody stealing it. We kept somebody with the truck all the time, at all times, even when we were filling it up. So it all worked out. We ended up getting back. We ended up giving that thing, that 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 um, welder to my dad, and we and it all worked out. My grandfather was incredibly relieved, and now he wasn't getting wasn't going back and forth to the shed, getting stuck with his little scooter driving the nurses crazy, right? So he had twenty four hour nursing care back then, and that was what they were. That's what they were telling me about was how frustrated they were because they kept having to go down. And, he kept disappearing, and they kept having to go down and get him because he was stuck in the in the gravel down uh, down by the shed <clears throat> in his old scooter. So here's what I learned. Resourcefulness, right? There's a way to do anything. When I originally put that, when I originally put that welder with that engine on that truck and the truck went like this, I was a little disappointed. I was a little nervous, right? And, you know, I picked up the phone and called my dad. My dad's like, easy, just take it back off, go down to Austin, replace you know get your shocks replaced with air shocks bring it back up put it on air your shocks up level it out you're good to go right and then now what do i do about now what do i do about about being concerned about staying the night and somebody stealing the truck to get that to get that welder well now my mom gets my dad a, a airline ticket i go pick him up and we're done right we drive out to to california and we get that welder out here for my granddad so my granddad's not disappointed and my dad gets the welder that my granddad wanted him to have. It was more important to my granddad by far than it was to my dad, but it was a cool thing my dad ended up with, with this welder, right? So what I learned was resourcefulness. I learned that no matter what the situation is, you can figure out a way, you can figure out a way out. Sometimes you have to ask people for their advice. I had to ask my dad for his advice, right? I had to ask my mom, my, my dad for, or my mom helped out in terms of getting him a, an airline ticket and flying him out to, to um, Will Rogers World Airport in Oklahoma City and I picked him up. So, you know, resourcefulness is something that you want to, I was just listening to a, to a Tony Robbins, um, a Tony Robbins training the other day where he did a TED talk and in, in the TED talk, he did it in Silicon Valley. And he, and he, one of the things that he, he asked, he said, Hey, has anybody in here ever failed? And people raised their hands and all that kind of stuff. And they clapped and all that. Right. And they, he said, okay, so give me a reason why you failed. And a bunch of people said, oh, we didn't have enough capital. We didn't have enough this, we didn't have enough that. And this one guy says, by sets one guy says, I didn't have enough Supreme Court justices. Turns out that guy was Al Gore. And in the 2000 election, the 2000 presidential election went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court voted um, to, put, to put President Bush in there, or uh, President um, George W. Bush, um, our 40, 43rd president, right? They voted to put him in. And Al Gore was saying, I didn't have enough Supreme Court justices. What Tony Robbins said, which was interesting, was this isn't really about resources, it's more about being resourceful. Here's the deal. He had watched Al Gore the day when he told Al this. He had watched Vice President Al Gore, former Vice President Al Gore, talk the day before about climate change. And he was incredibly passionate. And what Tony Robbins said if you, to him is, if you'd have brought that kind of passion to the debates that you were in against George W. Bush and to all of your stump speeches, the thousands of speeches that you made while you were campaigning for the White House, you wouldn't have needed any Supreme Court justices. Kind of an interesting statement, huh? So here's the deal. Resourcefulness is incredibly important. 
ask yourself this question, how can I do it? If I was gonna try and make this work, how could I do it? How could I succeed here? How could I figure out this impossible situation? Who do I need to talk to to help me get through whatever this situation is, whatever this challenge is? I hope that helps you. If you, if you enjoy our program, smash that subscribe button, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about our program, and leave us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us to connect with quality people just like you. I hope you enjoyed this. This was the Mike Litton Experience. I'm Mike Litton, and this was Mike Time. I'll see you in the next episode. Stay true to yourself. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Mike Litton Experience. If you did, do us a favor, smash that subscribe button, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about our program, and wherever you get your podcasts, please leave us a rating. It helps us to connect with quality people just like you. And that's a wrap. Another episode of the Mike Litton Experience in the books. Reach out to Mike on Instagram at Litton Realty. Want to meet with Mike? Check out calendly.com slash Rio 760.